Attention people who still care. How can regular people like us invest in a way that fixes our broken financial system? This is the question we ask on the Crowd Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist investment advisor at Stakeholder Enterprise. On today's show, Bank of America employees open fake credit card accounts to relieve the pressure of sales quotas. Did these same employees open fake girlfriend dolls to relieve a different type of pressure? Yikes. But before we talk about Bank of America, I first want to tell you the story of Amelia. Now, Amelia Thompson, a hardworking single mother of two, had always prided herself on her financial responsibility. She diligently paid her bills on time, managed her expenses, and was determined to provide a stable future for her children. Little did she know that her trust in the banking system would soon be shattered. In 2012, Amelia decided to open a checking account with Bank of America, believing it would to be a reputable institution. Unbeknownst to her, the bank's employees were caught up in a web of deceit and unethical practices. They were under immense pressure to meet unrealistic sales targets and boost their evaluations. Driven by the allure of financial rewards and the fear of losing their jobs, some Bank of America employees resorted to illegal measures. They began fraudulently applying for and enrolling consumers in credit card accounts without their knowledge or authorization. Amelia was one of the unfortunate victims of this deceitful scheme. Months went by and Amelia continued her daily routine oblivious to the ticking time bomb that lay dormant in her financial future. Unbeknownst to her, credit card accounts were opened in her name without her consent, resulting in a series of disastrous consequences. As the bank had illegally obtained her credit report without consent, Amelia found herself burdened with unjustified fees and charges that began to accumulate on these unauthorized credit cards. Her hard-earned money was being drained away, leaving her struggling to make ends meet for her children. To make matters worse, these unauthorized credit card accounts were reported to the credit bureaus, tarnishing Amelia's previously pristine credit history. Her credit score plummeted, making it difficult for her to secure loans or apply for housing in the future. Amelia soon discovered the fraud when she received an unexpected credit card bill in the mail. Shocked and confused, she immediately contacted Bank of America to rectify the situation. However, the road to justice was not easy. She faced countless hours on hold, being transferred from one department to another, and enduring the frustration of speaking with representatives who seemed indifferent to her plight. Now, Amelia is a fictional character, but the consequences of the Bank of America employees opening fake accounts are very real. Which brings us to our news story. The Consumer uh, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau 
and the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency collectively fined Bank of America $150 million last week for opening fake accounts, double dipping on overdraft fees, and withholding credit card cash rewards and points from customers. Bank of America was also ordered to pay an additional $100 million as restitution to affected customers. Now, the CFPB and OCC alleged that from at least 2012 to 2017, Bank of America employees opened unauthorized credit card accounts for consumers in order to meet sales goals. The employees used or obtained consumers' credit reports without their consent and they charged consumers' fees for the unauthorized accounts. Part of this uh, the settlement, Bank of America will pay $250 million in penalties. In addition to the monetary penalties, Bank of America has agreed to a number of reforms to prevent future unauthorized account openings. We shall see. These reforms include requiring employees to obtain consumer consent before opening a credit card account. That seems pretty obvious, but let's put it down in writing. Implementing new training programs for employees, which include, hey, employees, don't open up credit card accounts that are fake. They also are establishing a new compliance program to monitor compliance with the law. Okay, so here's a quote. Bank America's illegal actions harmed hundreds of thousands of consumers and undermined the public's trust in the banking system, said CFPB Director Rohit Chopra. This settlement holds Bank of America accountable for its wrongdoing and ensures that consumers are protected from this type of abuse in the future. OCC Acting Comptroller Michael Sue said, this settlement demonstrates the OCC's commitment to protecting consumers from unfair, deceptive, and abusive financial practices. Bank of America's employees violated the law by opening unauthorized credit card accounts without the consent of consumers. This conduct harmed consumers and undermined the integrity of the banking system. Well, no, not really. Uh, Bank of America has been undermining the integrity of the banking system for decades. Uh, in fact, they are the most penalized corporation in the United States, according to the Violation Tracker Project, which has been tracking uh, violations and penalties in the United States from uh, corporations doing business here. So Bank of America, they have been penalized $87 billion since the year 2000. And they are clearly way, way, way in first place in this regard. At second place, which happens to be another bank, Chase, uh, was fined $36 billion. So that puts it in perspective just the nature of, of, of Bank of America, the, this, this uh, epitome of uncaring, uh, unrelenting 
corporate culture that is concerned with maximizing profits uh, from their shareholders. Now, um, it's no surprise that Bank of America continues to abuse uh, customers, undermine the integrity of uh, the banking system. Uh, in 2022, Bank of America made $27.5 billion in profits. In 2022, making it the eighth most profitable business on the Fortune 500's 2022 list. Now, they were penalized around a half a billion dollars in 2022, which kind of makes it a rounding error, right? I mean, $27.5 billion in profits, all right, it's still really impressive, $27 billion dollars. So in a sense, this is just a cost of doing business uh, for these institutions. Uh, now, many of us have thought about uh, publicly traded for-profit corporations and the way they are designed with this corporate bottom line uh, and uh, trying to maximize profits for their shareholders. Now, um, uh, the uh, CFPB and the OCC uh, they are trying to take steps to prevent uh, abuse uh, from from happening, but but here's the thing: um, th there's there's this constant pressure to uh, increase profits every three months, uh, and that's when quarterly reports are released uh, on all publicly traded uh, corporations, Bank of America included, and on these quarterly reports. It, it says uh, what the corporation, uh, their quarterly earnings were uh, in the prior three months. And it also makes projections on what their earnings will be for the next quarter. And if the report looks great, ah, celebrations, uh, the banking executives gets huge bonuses uh, and, and everyone's happy. Uh, shareholders are happy. Consumers probably aren't so happy because they're cutting corners in order to get those profits. Uh, but the banking executives are happy and the shareholders are happy. Uh, now, if the quarterly reports are sour with losses the prior quarter and projection of future losses, well, the shareholders have the legal right to fire uh, Bank of America's executive team. And uh, this creates a pressure. And the Bank of America executive team, well, they they take that pressure and they put it on uh, employees. And when you have this pressure to uh, increase profits or get fired, well, it's inevitable that unethical behavior will occur. Uh, unethical behavior like opening up fake credit card accounts to meet sales quotas, double dipping, uh, overdraft fees and withholding cash rewards and credit card points from your customers. So none of this is surprising. And there's this because of this overwhelming pressure to increase uh, quarterly profits. And there's nothing that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and there's nothing that the Office of the Comptroller of the Cons uh, Currency can do to regulate this pressure. It will all always exist. And when the fines happen, well, it just makes it more uh, challenging 
to increase your profits. So they're going to have to look outside the box to do it, uh, to, to keep increasing, which will inevitably lead to more unethical behavior. And it's going to get more creative as time goes by. We can't regulate our way out of this mess. Which brings us to our, our the simple steps that we can all do to, to make a difference. Now, these the steps aren't, uh, aren't quick, but they're easy. So here's the first step we, we can all do. Um, take your money out of Bank of America, out of Chase, out of all the, the big four uh, financial institutions, um, which also include Wells Fargo and Citigroup. Uh, by the way, those four institutions control half of all the banking assets in the United States. Uh, and collectively, uh, they have fines that are reaching close to $180 billion in the last 20 years. Uh, to put that in perspective, uh, the number two place industry, uh, the pharmaceutical industry, and, and the, the third place uh, industry, uh, oil and gas, as far as penalties go, um, combined... These four corporations were penalized more than those two entire industries. Uh, okay, so uh, there, there, this is a horrible situation that that we're in, and here are the simple steps we can all do uh, to to be the change. First off, take your money out of these institutions and put them into your local credit union. Now, credit unions are designed differently. There's no pressure to increase quarterly profits because Credit unions are nonprofit, and when they do make revenue above their expenses, well, they pump it right back into the credit union, offering uh, better interest rates on savings accounts for their customers, uh, offering lower interest rates on on loans and mortgages for their customers, uh, offering or members, I should say, offering. Uh, financial services like financial education, uh, you can get notaries, all, and oftentimes it's free. Lines of credit, which the big uh, guys don't do, Chase and Bank of America don't do, uh, and and they can provide these services because there's no pressure, and they're there to serve you, the member. Uh, their board of directors are way different. First of all, they're elected. Uh, members elect the board of members, uh, the... the uh, the board to, uh, you know, uh, to serve on the board. And, and these, uh, these board members are, are very diverse, uh, uh, if opposed to, um, the, the bank of America board, which, uh, not, uh, they are not elected. And most of them are MBAs from some Ivy league school. Uh, so there's a homogenous uh, thought process going on, on it, with these commercial banks. And there's a diversified uh, community uh, thought process going on with credit unions. Now, credit unions, they're, they're not perfect. Uh, nothing is. Um, recently, the credit union that I uh, belonged to was uh, an employee there um, hacked 
and stole sensitive uh, information from from their the the members, including myself. Uh, my my social security was was and name was taken. But here's what the credit union did: they gave me a free uh, membership to uh, one of these identity theft programs. Uh, so and, and it was immediate. There was no hiding it. It happened. They said the date when it happened, uh, and 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 within the month, I had the 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 free identity uh, protection, and nothing has happened. Uh, and, and so and so that's the, the, the that's the 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 good news. But um, uh, credit unions, one of the okay. Second thing that we can all do, simple steps, is to uh, engage in something called crowd lending. Um, this is when a large group of regular people pool uh, small amounts of money to fund a loan. Uh, now, there are crowd lending platforms with as little as $10 you can engage in, in lending to people, small businesses, uh, ventures, projects. And instead of a bank uh, collecting uh, the interest payments, uh, the the crowd lending platform collects it for you, and uh, it's a way to erode the wealth and power of these large financial uh, financial institutions, and, and uh, redirect that wealth and power to regular people. It's a, it's a fantastic way to uh, make banks irrelevant by the people uh, lending to other people. It, with with technology, it really. Uh, there, there is, isn't this need to have these institutions, and because in the end they're only abusing us over and over and over again. Um, you know, Amelia, uh, she's a fake character, but there are real Amelias out there, and they really had to spend a lot of time on the phone, and and that time uh, lost will never get back. Trying to, uh, you know fix this their, their, the fake account problem. It, it, it's horrible. And, and we can all take simple steps to be the change. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor and I see you are one too. If you'd like to know the three secret steps, steps to fix our broken financial system democratically without confrontation or political action, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.